utah.gov citizen portal <laughs> put your name right there replace your name with your with replace sally smith with tom hazelton his age what is your role and your title what is your family status what is your education level where do you live what are tom's motivations what are his goals what are his frustrations let's talk about tom's personality is he an in, how big of an introvert is he how patient is he how much does he think versus feel how much does he judge versus being sympathetic and let's sympathetic let's talk about technology how often is tom hazelton online how much is he on his mobile phone what apps is he using this is on utah.gov's you website. Why do you see that as a Why problem? does the government Why is that a problem? Right. Why does your government do need, need this information on you? Right. If you can't see, this is like absolutely this dangerous. Is insane. I'm going to sign up tonight, you guys. I am going to sign up tonight. Yeah, I want get, give me know. all Let the information in the government. <laughs> I, I didn't realize what just that last slide or two slides ago where it said the Utah ID or whatever that was. Mm -hmm. I was online looking at uh, Doppel, Department of Professional and Occupational, uh, Department of Occupational Professional Licensing, right? And it holds all the licenses for the state of Utah from doctors to contractors to, you know, businesses. And I looked at that Utah ID thing. And I didn't know what it was. That's what it is. So yep. that, and I remember yep. it asked me a question. Would you like to add this to your ID? And I was Don't like, do it. And, I, and I said, no, but, but I didn't know it was all connected to this. And so they're sneaking this in at a level that's, uh, Again, it, it's it's dumbed so down right now. Appears very innocent. Yes, and it's all becoming part of a larger. But, but go back plan. to that. But, but, go back but, but, to that, and okay, I'll tell you what's even coming. Even if it's innocent, why would they need? Okay, but, but you know what's going to be on there next? ESG score. Yep, your social credit score. Your your social your credit. Your ESG. Talking to. How, How about your know, criminal? Have you How about read criminal history? Criminal. All of that will Speeding be speeding record. What is your reading history? Are you reading <laughs> pro-American books? Right. How often is how often is he visiting? Uh, websites that are too yep. that are Christian nationalists. Yeah, I mean this this is and don't tell me it won't happen because this is the pattern throughout history since the dawn of time. And welcome to We Are The People Radio. This is your host, Jason Preston. And with the rocking team here again today, Tom Hazelton. What's up, brother? What's up, buddy? Good to be here. Let's do this. Always good to have you. And the one everybody cares about the most, Chelsea Hope. What's uh, up, Chelsea? I don't know about that, but hi, guys. Chelsea made us famous. Let's be real. I don't know about that. And she looks great. Thank I think I, lo I love the look. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I actually got ready today, guys. Yeah, <laughs> don't normally have time for it. Yeah, so I want to thank Chelsea. Uh, Today, we're, we are going to jump into it. We've got some quick news to hit. Um, in fact, I think this is pretty funny. T t why, why, don't you, why don't you tell them what happened, Tom? Because this was uh, something pretty funny happened today. Well, listen, guys. Uh, last podcast, we had Trent Staggs on here, and he was, he was on to defend his position on the, um, the memo that he sent out regarding another memo from the, uh, the ICE uh, you know, field officer here in Salt Lake City. And uh, it was pretty clear that what was happening was is he was being uh, <clears throat> uh, trenched on or, or trounced on here by the elites. And they, they had a certain agenda. And uh, within hours of the podcast releasing, uh, we all got a, uh, at least if you're signed up to vote um, in the Republican Party, I'd imagine, maybe throughout the state of Utah, uh, from the office of uh, Governor Cox, 
He sent a uh, little memo here. It says, recently the Biden administration's ICE Salt Lake City field office drafted a memo that erroneously identified Utah. So apparently they screwed up is what he's saying. Yes. Okay, whoops. And I love like, he called like, it Biden's, Biden's ICE. <laughs> right. Biden's ICE. <laughs> erroneously identified Utah as a sanctuary state. Let me be absolutely clear. Utah has never been, and under my leadership, will never become a sanctuary state for illegal immigration. So here he is clarifying this. And, you know, again, I find it funny that something had to happen. And, and look, guys, this is what it is. When somebody brings light to darkness, it, it goes away. The cockroaches run and hide. They have, to, they have to come out, right, and then say, wait a minute. You know, I was just kidding about that. I, I don't know who hit send. You know, it's like when you leave the house and you're like, are you really going to wear that? You know, that, that's exactly what they did. They, they put on the wrong hat that day. And in this he says, um, uh, Utah is a state that welcomes legal immigrants. And I think that the whole United States is, Duh. guys. But they're saying they're not a sanctuary state. But uh, based on what the information that we have that's been going on for the last uh, 12 years, since I think 2011, these guys have not been following the law closely. Yeah, releasing 67% ICE has because of Utah not cooperating. Had, had to be released 67% of the of illegals. And, and the ones they're releasing are the criminal aspects. Yeah, so terrible. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And uh, just we got to make sure you got to hold Mr. Governor Cox. We know you watch the show, so just got to make sure you're uh, we're holding you accountable. Can I, can I show you guys something on that? Always. Can, can we show got? this? Yeah. This is from the uh, Utah. I think this was through Utah, the, but you can see this is the governor uh, governor's office of economic opportunity. So he's got a broadband document for delivering, you know, free fiber internet to everybody and there's a section in this document called uh, new americans and if you go down to that chapter in this document it specifically says undocumented community members yeah well, so thank you yeah we know who he is we'll put that up there so we talked about the fourth industrial revolution here we talk about envision utah how uh, natalie goshen is actually contributing and talking about how utah is going to be the birthplace of the world economic forum we've done the show the three of us together on that and for the fourth industrial revolution to work, one of the key things is they is blockchain. It, it is the way that again, it's if we want even I mean it's kind of the whole number of these. How do they connect all the pieces? Your ID, your money. How do they connect it all so that it's controllable? And the thing that is just again, you just can't make this stuff up. That where is the where is the uh, where is this where is the foundation of all this coming from? Where is it all being not, is invented or right, created? Right in our backyard, actually, out of Utah County. Birthed. Birthed. Right here, birthed. <laughs> so, anyway, so we're going to be talking about that today. It's a huge issue because this, while it may seem like, okay, we're getting into the weeds a little bit, this is essential because this is what must be stopped. And it is being birthed in Utah County. So, because there's a lot to cover and because this information is, is so important, we're going to try to let uh, Chelsea run with this. Um, and uh, with that being said, let's freaking rock and roll. Hey, awesome. You're up. Awesome. Okay, so blockchain. I think most, we were talking about this a little bit before, Tom, but most people, when they hear blockchain, they think of a cryptocurrency, right. right? Financial um, transactions and it being decentralized and in the power of the people, right? Um, a big thing that we're hearing with the blockchain is also to um, put more transparency into government and eliminate fraud and things like that. The thing that I really want to focus on today is this other side of blockchain, and it, it's what the World Economic Forum and United Nations um, want to use blockchain chain for and it's rather than just the financial 
um, transactions like with the CBDC coming out. Um, they also are going to basically turn everything that we do, um, every communication that we make online um, into, into basically a transaction as well on the blockchain. Um, the UN has come out with, and again, we hear a lot about decentralization and why that's a good thing, um, but we have this issue where we, we are now moving towards a, a decentralized technology within a centralized system where government still has control, but because we, we, get the, we have the illusion of it being decentralized, um, we don't think that uh, that element of control is there that element where they can see us, where we're still visible is there, but it is. So um, I want to focus kind of on that side of blockchain where the UN is going to uh, use that to basically track us and our movements. Um, and we'll kind of get into this towards the end, so please stay tuned. The second half of this is going to be Utah and Utah County because uh, Amelia Powers down in Utah County, um, she's basically on the United Nations Global Government Blockchain Alliance, and she has brought that here to Utah, and they are literally implementing this stuff. And, and by the way, Amelia right Powers now. is the Utah County Commissioner. Yes. And one day we will mm -hmm. do a show on her because there is so much dirt down in Utah County, it'll blow your mind. Right. It's absolutely insane what's going on in Utah County. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll go over some of it today, but there's so much more. I think I think one of the most important things that <clears throat> that people need to learn here is that why is the decentralized that seems safe mm -hmm. under another umbrella centralized? They need to understand that's how it's going to be. So yeah. let's uh, we're we're going to break into that today. I assume based on what your what yeah. your findings mm -hmm. are, right? And and on that note, look, I've talked with several blockchain um, and AI specialists. Right, it's what they do. And it took me a while to kind of get some of this down, and I'm by no means a blockchain expert, but I understand enough about it now to understand that there are some huge concerns and a lot of things that could go wrong. Um, I, I understand that this should not be in the hands of government. Um, we shouldn't have the government running a, a public blockchain system, which, which we do now. And even with these blockchain experts, there's a lot that they still don't understand and questions that they can't answer. So, and this technology is, is um, moving so fast and advancing so fast, um, they, ca they can't even keep up with it. So how is the public supposed to really know what's going on, right? right. And so it's just, it's, it's a really important thing for us to kind of... Uh, start to study and, and try to understand. So, and, and I'm sorry, sorry cause I, I know you need to go, but again, to our listeners, this stuff is moving forward mm -hmm. right now. It, it is moving forward. Now there's no convert, no discussion from your public officials about it, which is why it's so important. We have people like Chelsea and Tom coming on and talking about it because if we don't come and talk to you about it, I can promise you your elected officials are not, most of them don't even understand it. And it's just no. getting pushed through. So this is your chance to understand what they're doing right. so that you have the freedom to stop this before your children are enslaved to it. Right, exactly. If I remember, Utah's pushing it through on a beta, right? Or at the least pilot uh, program. the yeah, pilot so, program. Yeah, so that's what HB 470 was, the, the Utah, uh, the mandatory pilot, mandatory pilot program for the digital ID on the blockchain. No vote on that. Uh, well, there was a bill that passed, but it was slammed through last minute. And like so it is, they it did is, not it, want us so to the know. Bill is now it is now actually is a bill. Correct? Yes, is actually right. yeah. done through law now. And it was like there were people like Amelia yeah. and the Lieutenant Governor and Spencer Cox that were pushing to get that through. Um, but instead of you know as a as a, the digital ID, it was under uh, digital verifiable records, um, which we're going to talk about as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, all our records, our ID, it's all digital now on the blockchain. So they, they pushed it through very last minute in session. No one knew it was coming. And all of a sudden it was just 
What's this bill that they just passed? So they, yeah. they were sneaky about it. Just like the Federal Reserve back in 1913. Ah, imagine that. <laughs> Christmas Eve. We're sneak it in. All right. That we were Take involved it away. with as well. Let's go. What do we got, Chelsea? Okay. So I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on Web3, but Web3 is a big part of this. This is the World Wide Web, right? Um, that first... First web was mostly just information. We got information. Then you saw AOL kind of come in and then MySpace and Facebook. And then we got the social media. And web two was more of us um, interacting and also being able to not just read information, but also put our own information out there as well. Then now they're ushering in web three, which actually Evan McMullen, part of the Mormon transhumanist movement has come out and they've talked about why it's so important. Um, Amelia Powers is very involved with web three and wanting to implement web three as well as Cox. Um, But this is what brings um, basically how, if you didn't watch the fourth industrial revolution episodes, you're going to want to watch that. Go watch it. It's Um, mind blowing. But that's what ushers in the fourth industrial revolution and the transhumanism movement and allows us to basically be the internet, be a part of the internet, um, and blockchain is going to play a huge role in that. Um, so Web3 is what's coming out. Um, and the metaverse, actually the World Economic Forum has something called the uh, Collaborative Village or something, like their own version of the metaverse. But uh, we've talked about this with smart cities and digital twins, right? This whole augmented reality where we're all going to be living in this false reality. And um We've heard Zuckerberg talk about this, how we want to, how he wants us to be buying like digital assets in the metaverse, right? Um, so this is where blockchain and all this is going as to where we're doing everything in augmented reality. Were you going to say something, Tom? No. Okay. Um, and right here you can see this World Economic Forum. It's the final phase of connectedness, Web3. The last remaining challenge is to put real world or the physical assets onto the internet. So this is where we're headed. So with the blockchain, um, just a little bit of history on it. I, I believe originally it was created by, you know, Bitcoin and people who were trying to do good things. Um, but then it kind of evolved into blockchain 2.0. And we had, and Jason, I can't ever say it. Is it Ethereum? Ethereum. Ethereum. I always say it wrong. Um, But they basically came into the picture and have been involved with um, blockchain 2.0. And I don't have a a whole lot of time to get into the weeds on that. But um, yeah, so this is the second largest blockchain implementation after Bitcoin, allowing for smart contracts. So we're going to get into smart contracts and the the verifiable records. Um, But they are tied to the UN World Economic Forum. And this is a United Nations document saying the future is decentralized. Um, blockchain distributed ledgers and the future of sustainable development on the blockchain. And I want you guys just to make a note of this guy. So Nicholas Carey, he's one of the co-founders of the blockchain for the United Nations um, because he's going to pop up later um, with Amelia Powers and stuff later in Utah. So remember this guy, but... So he's a co-founder of blockchain. Yeah, this blockchain 2.0, basically. And he's a UN guy? Uh-huh. This is the UN, um, a UN white paper, and he's listed in there as their co-founder for, okay. for their blockchain. Okay. So keep a note on him. Okay. So let's talk just a second about the, the CBDC, right? The digital currency. Um, because this is how they're going to... I think most people are kind of starting to catch on to this and understand that this is a threat. Um, but basically what they're going to do is they're going to do this through FedNow, um, which is going to be kind of the digital version of the Federal Reserve, right? Um, so instead of us just printing money, now all of a sudden it's just these digital tokens 
that you pull out of thin air on the internet, right? And implement ESG, trust score, social credit score, your score goes up or down. Um, they just they just shut you off to money right away, right? You go to uh, buy some bread at the grocery store, and if your social credit score is low enough, like the, it's not even going right. to work. It's already happening in China. Right, exactly. The model's already there. Yeah. So um, this was Biden's uh, executive order to expand America's this is interesting that this is under this executive order, America's biotechnology and biomanufacturing workforce, which is transhumanism, fourth industrial revolution. And under there, you can see that we've got the blockchain and, mm-hmm. and then digital assets and all CBDCs. So there we're moving towards the tokens, right? So he's put he's put this on the blockchain. I just want you guys to be aware of that. Uh, the world The World Bank is coming out talking about the blockchain. And then here we've got the Federal Reserve System talking about it as well. Um, so this is the FedNow program. And I, I want you guys to keep a note. Let's see here. This, this was back in July. So they did end up coming out with the CBDC. I think we're going to see that coming down the chain eventually. But the FedCoin. So you've got like the FedNow is, is kind of the digital... Federal Reserve, and then the Fed coin is the token, and eventually it's going to go to the Unicoin, which is the universal token. But I want you guys to all to like keep a global. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. New world order, right? Right. Keep a note mm. of this guy right here, Central Bank's financial regulation chief, Randall Quarles. Does that name sound familiar? Randall Quarles. Uh huh. Is scheduled to discuss the long-term digital project. So he was the financial regulation chief of this. Um, and I think this was back in 2021. Um, but Randall Corals, I don't want to get too much into it, but again, Envision Utah Part 1. The Eccles, uh, Mariner Eccles was the one in Utah who helped create the Federal Reserve, and their family has basically chaired the Federal Reserve ever since. People Ran- don't realize how tied Utah is yeah. into all this like you, elitist You guys got to watch it's insane. Envision Utah Part 1, because uh, this will make a lot more sense. But Randall Corals is married to Hope Eccles, um, and he was... he. I think he very recently stepped down, but he had been chairing the Federal Reserve. Um, and basically, his wife's family helped implement, like create the Federal Reserve and has wow. chaired it ever since. So there's some ties here to Utah, and he's going to pop up later too. So keep a note on that. This guy is connected to Amelia Powers in a lot of ways, um, but he's part of the Blockchain Trust Accelerator and part of Bretton Woods too. Now, if you remember the name of the negotiations to create the Red Federal Reserve and IMF, they were the Bretton Woods negotiations, and they are literally calling this as part of the blockchain trust, Bretton Woods II. Wow. So this is the this is Federal Reserve all over again on a digital system, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, this guy Cameron. Just want to read this real quick. Um, he is the executive chairman of Currency Works. Um, which is a financial technology company that builds digital currencies, assets, and certain kind of tokens. This is what he said about CBDC. Um, And this kind of explains a little bit more the decentralized, like you were saying earlier, Tom, the decentralized technology within a centralized system, which um, will tie into how they track our records and stuff as well. But governments can benefit from a digital dollar from saving billions of dollars a year in printing physical bills. But more importantly, it will give authorities more control. This is the key right here. Mm -hmm. Over the populace with the ability to track the province of transactions. Now, think for a minute. We'll get into this. This is where it gets scary. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll get into this in a minute. But kind of think, 
Try not to just think financial transaction. Think of everything you do. When I email you, when I call you, when I do, you know, because they're moving everything digital, a telehealth appointment with my doctor. Think AI Mm -hmm. where everything is tracked. Everything is a transaction, right? Think about that. Fiscal and monetary policy development, tax collection will be a game changer because they can just take it. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a decentralized technology being run in a centralized system. There you go. Government still has control. You can actually monitor, track, withdraw taxes, supply benefits, uh, socialism, all of those things instantly. As a political tool, when you think about being able to invoke or monitor sanctions on companies or countries or bad actors, when you've got instant access to wallets, it's entire. It's an entire new tool that really we haven't seen the likes of, he said. And I, I think the Canadian truckers, right? Uh, Trudeau shut off their phones right. to them. Critics of this technology point out that civil liberties would be endangered if the government can monitor every single dollar on the blockchain or everything you're doing. Um, Shell said that this is a step towards tighter control over the money supply as well as a transition towards a cashless society, which we've been warning about. However, he offers a stark warning. Ultimately, it is much more convenient for people to use it as well. So I think adoption is going to become inevitable as well. But if we're not careful with our, with our policies and our laws, we are in for a controlled society. Uh, where, where are you reading this from? Where is this coming from? Uh, this was a, an article. He actually, he, I can put the link to the video where he actually says this, but there was the, the there was a news station. And this is Randall. Uh, interviewed. Coral. No, this isn't Randall Corals. This is, um, his name Currency is works. Cameron Deal. Deal. Okay. Uh, this is his name, Cameron Deal. Cameron Deal. Okay. On the Fed coin is okay. what he was talking okay. about, which is tied to the Bretton Woods 2 blockchain. So again, when, when, when your politicians tell you or Amelia Powers tells you it's the blockchain, it's, it's protected, think of Bitcoin. No, it's not. Yeah. It, it is, it's protected from you seeing what your neighbors, are, well, not even that, right? Is, how does that work? Say that one more time. Is it's protected from you seeing your neighbors, but not your government seeing into you, right. correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'll get into that in, okay. in a minute, yeah. You know, one of the things that <clears throat> this, this opens up right here, we have so much data that's being stored already. And I mean, just uh, I think uh, Edward Snowden, what he did was open everybody's eyes to the information that's out there. And I think the crazy part is that, again, Utah playing a role in that. Mm. The data center of the NSA sits in Bluffdale, Utah. <laughs> and, and literally, um, I used to know the director, and uh, I was told that I could get in, but I, I wouldn't be able to find a way out of there. And so there, there's a lot that's going on right here in our own backyard. And the question that everyone needs to ask is why Utah? And that's, again, that's yeah. why this podcast is so powerful because we're – we're blowing up Utah here for what's going on with all the corruption, and it's uh, it is mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then this is kind of what's coming and is connected to this. So the microchip implants that let you pay with your hand. I mean, that's already in Whole Foods. Uh huh. They're doing it through Amazon One, pay with your palm. Um, you can insert a microchip, but now they also have something where um, they're scanning like the blood and fingerprints and veins in your hand, so they don't even have to necessarily microchip you. Wow. But um, Jason, do you want to read the scripture real quick here? Revelation thirteen fifteen to seventeen. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the name, the number of his name. 
So I don't think that I I don't want to claim that the chip is the mark of the beast. I think that the foundation's been set up for a while, but we're getting very very close. I honestly think it's going to be like a, one of those little digital tattoos, um, but this is setting up the foundation. And with how fast we're moving with technology and AI, um, and how this will be implemented to the rest of the blockchain and tracking us, it is very scary where this is going. Well, the purpose of this is is again control. Mm-hmm. And if you if they have ultimate control of what we what we do in everyday life, then that's what it is. And basically what it is, the mark of the beast says, look, if you join this, then you're on the wrong side. Right. And so at, at what time do you say, okay, I'm not going to do these mm-hmm. things and I'm going to push back and uh, we're going to go back to the, uh, we're going to go back to the old uh, Wolverines there and we're not going to join those guys. You remember Amen. that show? Yeah. Yep. Amen. Yep. Okay, so I want to kind of show show you guys. Well, this looks fun. Blockchain yeah. for kids. <laughs> I, chose, I chose the, uh, the, the easiest one to understand. All right. It's very complicated, but this is a quick two and a half minute. I just want I just want um, t- wanted to give you guys kind of a visual of how blockchain works, and then we're going to get into some of the questions that you had asked okay. me, Tom. So. Let me tell you a short story about a little fellow called Jacob. Since he could remember, Jacob always wanted to get a blue cat, but his parents were always finding ways to not get it for him. So, one Christmas, he figured out a way to finally get his dream pet. He would send his wish to Santa. Oh, how excited he was when he wrote the letter! But Jacob was too young to take the letter to the post office by himself. So the next morning, he had to ask his dad to do it for him. You could say that his dad was the middleman between Jacob and Santa. He never imagined that on his way to the post office, his dad would open the letter, read it, and replace the blue cat on the list with a brand new pair of socks. The letter was posted to the North Pole to Santa and the elves. When they received it, they started working right away, making Jacob's gift. So that year, Jacob received an adorable pair of socks. But next Christmas, Jacob decided to use the blockchain. Jacob wrote exactly the same letter, but instead of giving it to his mum or dad to deliver, he directly uploaded it to the North Pole blockchain. The North Pole blockchain is made up of a lot of computers connected to one another through the internet that all store a copy of everyone's Christmas list. The network is being monitored at the same time by all the elves, Santa himself, and even people like Jacob's parents. Every time a new letter is received, it is saved onto every individual computer, so everyone has the exact same copy. As the blockchain is an open network, everyone can see all the letters, even though it's impossible to know to whom each one belongs to. But when Jacob's parents saw that there was a letter asking for a blue cat, it wasn't hard for them to know that it was from Jacob. So, once again, they changed it, this time for a cookbook. But as every other node had a copy of Jacob's real letter, the change was spotted and the computer trying to make the change was cut off from the network, meaning Jacob's real letter remained unchanged. So, guess what Jacob received that year for Christmas? Yeah, uh, and that's kind of always the way I saw blockchain, which to me, when so when you say, hey, we're going to have, you know, 
Oops, our government sorry. more function on blockchain, that's where it seems like, hey, that's a great idea. Right. And, uh, sorry. And that is a great example of, of blockchain. I, yeah. I, that's very, that breaks it down very simply, at least that aspect. Right. But now you're going to tell us a different perspective. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it, it's, it is kind of to show you <laughs> how it works, but here's some of the concerns that come with this, right? So, this is kind of this is from the video, right? And if you imagine like all the elves and everyone, that's going to be us. Um, but it's also going to be anyone can be on it. So it's still going to be banks, financial institutions, NGOs like the United Nations, Bill Gates, your government, right? It's anyone can be on the blockchain if it's permission, permission, permissioned. Um, uh, and then what happens is, so again, I was saying earlier, let's say that I want to... Uh, uh, have a, a telehealth appointment with my doctor or fill a prescription or whatever it is. What they're saying is you're cutting out the middleman. So instead of having to go through the bank, right, you can go to the person directly. However, all these middleman people, they're still the third party. They're verifiers. And what happens is you send a transaction uh, uh, trying to, you know, get the prescription or whatever it is. Um, and everybody, everybody gets a copy of that, of that transaction, of what it is you're trying to do. Um, these, these transactions that you make are, they, they're immutable so that you cannot delete them and you cannot alter them. And everything you do, whether it's a, a doctor's appointment, an email communication, it creates a block or like a link, a permanent one. And then these links in chronological order tie together and create what they call the blockchain. So this chain of basically tracking everything that you're doing. Um, and that, that's what they're wanting to do is put all of our records and all of our transactions onto the blockchain instead of having it just be the crypto. So the problem then becomes uh, these verifiers have to somehow... Now, this gives the illusion, again, that you have privacy, right? Everybody has a copy of basically everything you're doing. They just don't know that it's you, right? They pointed that out with the letters of Santa. That's the question on this. I'm looking at that and going, well, what if there's personal information? Of course, they uh -huh. know it's you. So do they, right. do they actually get to open it, look at it, yeah. and they're like, well, I don't know who it came from. But gosh, that has his address or that has a picture of him in it or whatever. And it could, yeah. Right? Um, so everyone has that. Right. And there's, there could be sensitive information and everyone has a copy of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that. Um, not in every case. Um, there are certain situations where they're where they're so that is called a smart contract. Um, which is it? Ethereum? Ethereum. Ethereum. I always Ethereum. say it wrong. They're the ones that came up with the smart contracts. The, every transaction is a smart contract. Then you've got your digital verifiable records in your digital wallet. So your digital wallet has things like your ID, social security number, your bank statements, your health records, things that would identify you. And they're all in this your digital... Your vaccination status. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're all in your digital wallet with this like digital thumbprint. Now, there are going to be times where, let's say I, I want to do a transaction with Jason. I want to buy a boat from him or whatever. And he wants verification from me that I am who I am. I'm, and uh, I have to, I'm going to have to either submit something from my digital wallet that shows who I am to the verifiers. Um, or I don't have to share a personal document with personal information on it. I can have someone else, the, the bank or my doctor or the government or someone else verify my identity for me. But then... How are they going to do that? They have to know who you are. They have to have your identity and know who you are and know these verifiable records because... And you're going to see this in Utah and with the United Nations. This is already being implemented. They issue those verifiable credentials to you. 
they basically issue your digital wallet to you. So they have that information. So while you think that what you're doing, everybody else doesn't know who you are, they can just see what you're doing. The government mm. can see what they can, what they can see, but they also know who you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, this, this works yeah. in because a utopia. Because your ID's there. Yeah. It's like, it's like obvious to you, yeah. If it's a government-run blockchain, which ours is. Yeah, this, this works, you know, nice in a, in a government utopia. Yeah. But if you've got people that decide to think a different way, which, you know, in the world, there's a few of those people that want to think their own thing, right? Then it doesn't work anymore because, again, they, those guys can shut it off. If you got the powers that be that, mm-hmm. that run this and they hit a button, they say, hey, Tom, shut that or, guy or, off. Or apply it to ESG. Yeah. If you're yeah, not doing your ESG, the right thing. ESG score is too low. Yeah. Well, and then here comes the other thing is um, the voting power of the, because the verifier is basically what happens is they have to vote on the transaction to verify it's you and allow the transaction to go through. At least 50% of the, of the verifiers or middlemen people, right, have to vote on it. Well, originally it's going to start out as a, a proof of work is what they call that. They can move to a proof of stake, which means only the stakeholders in the blockchain, stakeholders in the United Nations blockchain in Utah's case, are the verifiers. They're the only ones that are allowed to vote on allowing those transactions to go through. Mm. Right? So uh, there's some major concerns there. Then we've got, uh, let's see here. You can see here this is from the World Economic Forum and United Nations blockchain research to support the sustainable development goals. Um, mechanisms that incentivize participation and ensure decentralization are crucial. And it's for this very reason, because there's a level of transparency of what you're doing under the illusion of it being private and decentralized, right? Um, World Economic Forum, in a Web3 world, people control their own data and bounce around from social media to email to shopping using a single personalized account, creating a public record on the blockchain of all of that activity. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah. I mean, so again, they're tra- tracking everything you do. You think of China, China hasn't even had that ability yet, yeah. you know, with the social credit score. So now it's, it's everything, everything you do online is tracked and traced to you. So all of a sudden you're posting stuff about, you know, saying, you know, um, come and take it or, or, you know, saying something that they find offensive. All of a sudden it's, it's, mm-hmm. it and goes all the way to the top and it goes to you personally. That is the next thing that I was actually going to mention is like the social media bills and some of the bills that we've just passed in Utah, for instance. Yes, it is a great thing to get the kids away from the for- pornography. I am all about that. But well, when this you is have, what they do. Use a good thing yes. to get something mm-hmm. bad in. Yeah, and everyone thought it was such a great bill. When you have government coming in and regulating what you and your kids do in your own home, the problem with this now is everybody, because you have to prove you're 18, everybody has to enter a person... Uh, personal identifying number to access social media now. I, I don't remember the effective date, but that's passed as a law now in Utah. Um, when your ID, and now your digital ID attached to the blockchain, is tracked to your social media now when you have to log in with no it. No more being anonymous. No. It, and they're bringing in, you know, uh, us, us Christian nationalists, right? It, they're they're going to bring in making hate speech. Things are going to fall under hate speech illegal. Yeah, ESG. And you can't delete anything that you've said. It's all on there permanently. When in the history of time has this ever worked out well when the government said, hey, we're going to parent for you, we're going to educate for you, we're going to make sure you pay your bills, take mm. care of those things. Guys, <clears throat> yeah, government's a necessary evil. Yeah. Okay, we need them for certain things. Yeah. But this is a complete overstep here of uh, or overreach of, of power, and it's a, it's a full control we don't have that. To, we, the, the problem we have, guys, for even for kids 
accessing certain things. We have a parenting problem, and we have a problem with people that aren't turning to God. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the problem that here. Is. No, we're and turning government to government now. Government, government now. Come, yep. yep, that's my point. Government now is trying to act as God and saying, hey, guys, you know what? We got you. I, I got your parents. You know, they're our kids anyway. So yeah. we're going to take this and make sure that everything's okay. Right. Enough. Right. Uh, amen. Yeah. Okay, so then here comes the next. And you, we talked about this a little bit, but there's permissionless and permission. So a permissionless blockchain is completely the opposite of a permissioned blockchain. In the permissionless model, which is also known as a public blockchain, there are no restrictions and the participation is not controlled by an administrator. Anyone can participate in the consensus and validate the data. A permission blockchain is a distributed ledger that is not publicly accessible it can only be accessed by users with permissions. However, I mean, they can, there's all sor- sorts of ways to create different blockchains. Um, they can put the public on a permission system, if that makes sense. The users can only perform specific actions granted to them by the ledger administrators and are required to identify themselves through certificates or other digital means. So the problem is also um, they can upgrade, they can do a hard fork and like change or transfer upgrade blockchains whenever they want as well. So the pro- some of the questions become, if there can be several blockchains, which one has our government created? And I'm going to get into that because it's not a good one. Um, what we've talked about the social media, right? Um, how do we know we can trust that the verifiers and, and who they are? Um, what if we're forced from a proof of work to a proof of stake where United Nations, only the stakeholders uh, unelected bureaucrats. Yep. Mm-hmm. We ha- There's a lot of centralized systems as well. I mean, somewhere there's a server where this whole system's created, right? Um, what if they decide to change the blockchain from permissionless to permissioned, which we just talked about? And what if they decide to force it um, from a trusted system into a trustless system via zero trust? And we talked about this a little bit. So zero trust um, with the fourth industrial revolution. But how verifiable credentials, which we just talked about, can rebuild trust on the internet. And again, they want a a lot of the narrative coming down uh, the chain here is transparency in government. Rebuilding trust and transparency in government. But they're going to quickly turn that on us. Um, The World Economic Forum redesigning trust um, through the blockchain deployment toolkit. Um. Government policies and executive orders, this is from the World Economic Forum, such as the one executed in May by the Biden administration, will enforce the zero trust model, which I'll get into, to address the growing number of malicious campaigns that threaten the public and private sectors, as well as the security, privacy, and ultimately the livelihood of individuals. So what they're going to do is come in and say, okay, we're working on a system where it's trusted, right? We trust the verifiers, the voters, we trust everybody, but now, and People need to think with with implementing Web3 and transhumanism. I think people right now are separating transactions that you do on a computer from the real world, from real life, physical, right? But when they merge technology with biology and we become part of the internet of everything, that whole transhumanism movement, we become these computer systems ourselves. So everything that they're saying a computer system can do and, and uh, things that they need to put in place to address those threats, are they're going to be put on us as well. Um, so here's, uh, this was from an interview on May 12th, uh, President Biden signed executive order. If you want to look at the order, it's 14028, improving the nation's cybersecurity to adopt zero trust cybersecurity principles. So they're going to come in and basically say, oh, we have all these, we have a lot of fraud and we have all these cybersecurity threats now. 
So they're forcing us onto this digital blockchain system. Then they're going to come down and say, well, now we're having all these cybersecurity threats. Um, and when we do move towards that transhumanist movement, we will be cybersecurity threats as our, ourselves, right? Because we'll have the AI implemented into our bodies. But basically, nobody all the terrorists, nobody's safe. We're all malicious sources now. So you're either a cybersecurity threat. Zero trust. Zero trust. So now we can't- Instead of innocent till proven guilty, it's the exact opposite. Exactly. Now we can't trust anyone. In order to be able to trust everyone, we have to implement zero trust where you have to prove who you are. You have to prove everything about you. You have to prove your vaccination status. Are you safe? Right? So- Well, this this tells me that they they uh, are going to create and which that executive order says some sort of a catastrophe again whether it's a war you've got uh, you know something with the digital world going on where they've got to pull something together and they say hey look you know we've got this executive order why don't we implement this now because mm-hmm. we have a big problem and guys we're going to make you safe okay we're going to take care of everyone we're going to make sure this doesn't happen again and so people are going to clamor to become part of the system is that i mean that's kind of the way i'm seeing that's the way it right they here. do it yeah our financial collapse yeah. yeah, never Financial let a good crisis collapse. go to waste. Yeah. So um, now all of a sudden your digital wallet where you get to choose if you're going to share those documents with others or not, but you may or not be able to complete transactions, your digital wallet's going to be, for, they're going to force you to share that wallet. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So zero trust solutions for state and local government. Um, capital there. I don't know what's happening. Uh, with rising security threats and ample federal funding available, now is the time to move towards a zero trust architecture. Um, and they, okay, here it is. Simply put, zero trust is a modern approach to cybersecurity that assumes every network, and again, transhumanism, you're going to be your own network, is hostile, and every request for access could be from a malicious source. And you really should watch, if you haven't seen the uh, Fourth Industrial Revolution, you really should watch it. Mm-hmm. Chelsea did a phenomenal job breaking that down. It, that was amazing. Yeah, basically, in that on that show, it uh, it basically talks how we have the computer implanted into our brains, yeah. or uh, the brain itself becomes part of a Your consciousness robot, and it's a consciousness. Either yeah. way, they're trying to do both, they're right? To. Yeah. <clears throat> and then that would be now you have that information that's now digitally uploaded to your brain. So if you're malicious at that point, that's saying that that person or that transhuman person is now malicious, and you're done. Well, and you'll be able to use the AI and bet because it's a it's blurring nanotechnology, neurotechnology, and uh, biotechnology together, right? So if you got AI within your body and you're this hybrid, the hybrid basically, you can use the AI within your system to hack other systems. You literally will be your own network. It's crazy what's yeah. coming. It's yeah. crazy what these what's on the our doorstep. Yeah. Okay, so zero trust here. They say begins with identity. A security wrapped around every user, every device, and every connection, every time. Um, and again, I've been talking about how you yourself will be a network, and here's the proof. Trust in 2030 from institutions to individuals from the World Economic Forum on their zero trust model in cybersecurity. Uh, they want to shift in the security approach to establish trust with an unknown, whether a human being or a machine, data-centric model that enforces continuous verification and visibility of trust based on risk. Zero trust is a principle-based model designed within a cybersecurity strategy that enforces a data-centric approach to continuously treat everything as an unknown, whether a human or a machine, to ensure 
trustworthy behavior. There you go. That was my point there. right there. Yeah. Um, okay, this is really important. By 2030, we'll see, for example, now this goes from ESG and credit scores, social credit scores. Yeah. Credit scoring expanding into life scoring. This is going to be, I mean, you're talking to the wrong person. You're making the wrong life choices. You're marrying the wrong who they, you know, not who they tell you to marry. Identity and reputation will be digitized and analyzed in minute detail, shaping a future where a personal trust score, which is what they're calling it in Utah, will be the norm with all the benefits and drawbacks that might bring. It's already underway in China, where in a pilot scheme, citizens are being given a social citizen score based on individual actions. Their simple everyday choices from their shopping selections or patterns of bill payment to their choice of friend all go towards influencing that score, whether a person is is aware of it or not. Fair or unfair, the results will be on permanent, again, permanent record on the blockchain. It's easy to imagine a similar system becoming universal. And uh, for those watching, please hang tight because by the end of this, she's going to show you something from one of our government's own websites in Utah Mm. already setting this stuff up. I mean, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, we're getting into that quick here. Okay, decision-making and trust are vital parts of what it is to be human. By 2030, however, they'll both be wearing a whole new face. Um, Zero trust will be implemented to the fart smart 15-minute cities. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on, but Deloitte, uh, they're partnered with the World Economic Forum. Again, they're partnered with US Ignite, which is... Utah Ignite, so we're Which Cox is where was Cox speaking was talking about 15 on cities smart, and smart cities, cities and making yep. Utah the first smart state. Deloitte is very much partnered and in bed with this, um, and they have a long-standing strategic uh, relationship with the World Economic Forum, and they are all about city operations through AI, AI cybersecurity, and privacy awareness, and then surveillance and predictive policing through AI. And it talks about the facial recognition, smart cameras, artificial intelligence, all of it. Um, and here is their zero trust as well. So let's kind of move through here. I think we've, uh, just a reminder, Thatcher did pass the bill for facial recognition in Utah. We do have that here. It's tied to all of our cameras, tied to our digital ID. Um, and they do have a criminal justice database where they store our images. And the World Economic Forum obviously wants a new, in data we trust, augmented reality for smart government cities and smart citizens through zero trust. If you've traveled trust. recently. If you've traveled recently, you come back, you know, you used to grab your passport and it was, they'd look at it first or not. Then it went on the machine. Now they just come through and say, okay, look at the camera. You're good to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's so the last creepy. year or so, especially international travel. <clears throat> yep. So creepy. Oh yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, here's the hard fork means a blockchain. This is a bill that was passed on DAOs in Utah. Uh, probably won't have time to get into that, but we can do that another day. It means a blockchain software upgrade that is not compatible with previous versions of the blockchain software and requires all users to upgrade to the latest version of the blockchain software. So I just wanted to show that, yes, in Utah, if we start with one system that's trusted or we don't have to share a digital wallet, whatever it is, they can very easily upgrade that and change that. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. I'm going to show you something really quick, and then we're going to get into Utah. But I did want to show you the World Economic Forum here specifically says um, blockchains will help coordinate systems that might be a source of inspiration to ESG or social credit score efforts. And they actually admit right here that it is a social credit score. (laughs) So for anyone that didn't believe us, there it is in their own words. Um, Okay, so back to the this document, right? The uh, United Nations, the future is decentralized on blockchain with Nick Carey. Um, I just want to show you very quickly what it is. I'm only going to get into one of the things on here, but this was like a 200-page document into all of the ways that they want to track 
track um, us and our our transactions and what we're doing. Um, we've we've probably heard this a lot by now, where the World Economic Forum's come out and said they want to track food from the ground to our yeah. plate. Yeah. This is how they're going to do that. They're going to track everything. Um, they're going to track timber, not let us have our own our wood supply. Um, but let's see here. First, the tokenization and subsidies and payment automation. Right. So this is straight from the UN document white paper of what they want to do with blockchain. Uh, second, the automatic collection and verification of all data. And then that data could be used for tracking results. Um, it starts with digital identity, obviously. But this is aid. I forget what it is, agriculture or something, but aid tech. And this is through the UN. Started with refugees, but they're going to implement this for everybody. Um, Blockchain-based solutions for money transfers are secure, efficient, and scalable. Uh, the digital functionality enables businesses to reduce their capital requirements, while the transparency of the blockchain gives authorities and regulators more detailed oversight. These are food vouchers, basically. These vouchers are linked to specific digital identities. They enable recipients to redeem them at a point of sale or on a mobile app to pay for their electricity, gas, or groceries. Um, in Dublin, let's see, it brought social and financial inclusion to the world's, uh, I won't get into this one, but it ensures that each transaction is traceable and verifiable. It also uses digital biometric registration data, again, which we have in Utah from the United Nations for authentication purposes. And then the funds are sent. Um, and then they talk about um, the e-vouchers and where they move to basically scanning the eye and the retina, and it brings up a, a photo of you at the other end where they basically say, yes, this person can get their food, and it pops up a photo, and you scan biometric data, and then you go where you're supposed to go, and then you get the food that you're allowed to be given, right? Wow. Um, let's see here. It allows agencies to monitor the voucher transactions in real time, providing instant data on purchases, volumes, and location of purchase. Having proved the e-voucher technology, um, they were then able to obtain additional services like remittances, micro-insurance, pensions, and social benefits. Um, so this is how they're setting up this system. You can see family, reproduction, health, food, education. Who's that guy? This is in their document, Bill Gates. <laughs> and it's interesting how this is one of their the UN Sustainable Development Goals is end all poverty, right? We will have found a sustainable way to reduce poverty in the world. Yeah, I'll bet you Bill Gates could reduce it single-handedly. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't have time to get into this, um, but just so you're aware, they did. This is the food shopping history requirements. They tried to pass this, didn't go through, but it will be back. It would allow uh, government agencies to obtain records related to customer shopping history from food establishments. Um, yeah, why does your government need to know that? That's Utah. <clears throat> why do yeah. your public servants need that information? They're already doing that, though. When, when you go to Harmon's and you have the... Yeah. foodie tag or bill or whatever that thing is you type in your phone number that's why you don't do that you know they right. have access to it yeah. guys that's that, that, that happened way back in the yeah. 90s i think smith was the first one in utah here to do this right. or like when you're at target do you want to add this this transaction and shopping history to your well people digital ask, wallet people ask why is that a problem <laughs> well let's say you mix uh you know you bought fertilizer six months ago and then you bought some uh you know ammonia and and uh, you mix the two together in six months and they say well you're the guy that you know bomb that building over there did something weird you know they can put that stuff together and pin it on you if they don't like who you are yeah, 
Um, this is talking about tracking vessels out in the ocean, basically like fisheries and fish all the way to your plate. I don't have time to go through all of it, but I'll provide the link to the documents. Energy, how we're going to share energy. It'll all be connected to the smart grid. You're to share with everybody. Um, property rights. I just took a short clip from here. In an era in which confidence in government is declining, building secure, verifiable, transparent, and immutable land registries, registries has never been more important this is the UN registry. So far, over 200,000 land titles have been added to the blockchain network. These improvements all increase the public's trust in the registry, the UN registry, and in the government more widely. Again, the UN is not a, an elected body government. It's self-appointed bureaucrats. Yeah. You know, right. one, one thing that I wanted to say about, you know, just the, the, the tracking, the ability these guys have, there's a lot of people out there that are skeptics on this, and, and, and they say or that may be on the fence on this, and they say, well, why would the government do this? Why would they, you know, whatever it is, why would private business give up my information? Okay, and this is obviously a way to do it where now they have, where they're saying, oh, we're doing it now in front of you. Well, in reality, look what happened to that guy, uh, January 6th guy <clears throat> with Liberty Safes. Mm -hmm. And, they, and right. they had his, and it was, I think it was a digital safe. Yeah. But they gave his information up, and, and he comes home, and they've broken into his safe. So that was a private corporation that then gave a, a citizen's information to the government, okay, yeah. without warrant. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly right. I don't have time to get into the education part. Um, well, actually, really quickly, this says individuals can request credentials from public authorities that can then be used to attest to facts about their personal data in order to gain access to goods and services. Um, they are tracking. There's a digital wallet on the kids. It's a social credit score. I told Lisa Logan I'd put this in there in here for yeah, her. She's so. been amazing at exposing this stuff. There were actually some these kids are being trained, mm -hmm. trained and groomed. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. And there's been, uh, there were some documents in here that I wanted to go through with you guys just so you could see how they're tracking the kids on the blockchain as well, but I just don't have time. I don't have time to go through you it. You can but find it probably on Lisa Logan. Her, yeah. her, her uh, Twitter is I am Lisa Logan. Yeah. Uh, this specific video on, mm -hmm. on this with the kids and tracking their skill sets and their, um, you know, social, racial, and environmental justice advocate, you know, um, they're basically, it's a digital wallet that follows the kids around and allows them employability and certain privileges in life as well. So if you want to go to her YouTube channel, the video is called Theft of Education. Phenomenal. If you, you want to watch that. Okay. So we're into Utah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so obviously we talked earlier about this, uh, the digital ID that passed. This was the real ID that you were talking about and the uh, uh, airport um, I won't read this entire resolution, but basically they came out and said that they know all the concerns with the real ID, how we are going to be tracked and regulated if this gets put in place. Um, but then they went ahead and went forward with the real ID anyway. And, uh, uh, uh now it's the digital ID that's tied all, to all of this, but they admit in this resolution that, they're basically tracking our whereabouts all the time. Was the real ID when they added the star to the license? Yes. At least that was their, their part of it saying, Yay. now you have to have this license to Just update, really to quick. travel, right? You need your star. Where's yeah. your star? Yeah. yeah, my wife's mm. Jewish. Well, what's That's, wrong with that? Was not, not did not go unnoticed. Is that anti-Semitic? <laughs> the star, yeah. right? <laughs> but the star on them. Right? It does say. Um, I, mean, you, I mean, honestly, it's just insane what's going on here. 
Facebook tracking devices allowing computers to note and record people's whereabouts each time they're identified. And then the, uh, it wrongly coerces states into doing the federal government's bidding by threatening to refuse non-complying state citizens the privileges and immunities enjoyed by other state citizens. So, I mean, it's a big, this real ID thing, you should go read that resolution. It's a big deal. Um, yeah, here it is, beginning May of 2025. Mm-hmm, for everyone. And the, the uh, biometric data where they're <laughs> scanning you at the airport, that's going to become forced as well. Um, and here's HB 470K. Here's where we're going to get into Amelia and the UN here. So um, this was the basically the bill that was passed for the blockchain and the verifi- digital verifiable records. This is the digital ID bill. Um, that was cold. And again, digital ID and, and you've every and anyone who's watching, who gets on, who sees Instagram, YouTube videos, all of this stuff that they, that people are that, that all the leaders, the freedom leaders, talk about where we're headed with 15 minute cities and the surveillance state and ESG. And this is the the the, the thing that the number one thing that is the key for it all to work and that must be stopped is digital ID. Never let it happen. Yep. And right here again. All these national thought leaders talk about Utah being the, the, the globalist test state. Of course, here it is. We're the ones who are doing it. And it's your backyard, guys. There's a reason we're doing this show. Like, everyone in the world is, like, looking at Utah, like, what in the heck is going on? And, and most people in Utah, all is well in Zion. Nothing wrong here. we got Republicans. It's a great state. And it's like, no, look what's happening. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so this is from Utah's. Uh, there was a Utah Citizens Portal that was created from this bill. This is great. Um, this is the digital signatures, credentials, records, everything. So here's all of your licenses, your marriage license, right? Here's your vehicle, your property tile, your educational transcript, but things that they're tracking. Um, this is a note that somebody sent me. I've blocked out their information, but basically is asking if they want to put their business license onto their, do you want to add this to your digital Utah ID, right? They're getting everybody connected to it. But basically this is a uh, if you want goods and services from from our government, whatever it is, utilities, food stamps, whatever it is, um, they want us to become. Uh, they want to be a contactless government, so all online, digitally regulated, right? Um, basically, they're selling this as you know, you it's really inconvenient to fill out an application for food stamps or whatever it is, and then you have to go and fill out another application at another department. So just fill it out once, and we'll share it across all departments. Um, for now, you supposedly get to choose what departments it's shared with, but that, that's, I'm th- telling you right now, that's not going to last very long. I don't want all the departments to have my information. Um, they, they're going to let you know how nice of them, where, how, whom, and when your information is shared across all government services and your information will be destroyed. Public health initiatives are going to become virtual versus physical, just so you're all aware. Um, the next generation of uh of utah okay straight so, from utah's website this stuff this is this, this is gets good Go your ahead. credential validation so this is what it's going to look like on your phone so that barcode's very quickly going to become qr code mm-hmm. um and i just wanted to point i mean does that look familiar because here we are in china where the barcode and qr code are here with their social credit score so they're setting it up right now to, to do what they're doing in China. Well, they need people to be able to see it as normalcy, which is why a lot of Hollywood puts things in movies and then and then something happens years later and they go, oh, well, it's, it's normal. I've seen this mm. before, right? It's, so it's a side right. Yeah. You have to condition well, people to learn that this is going to be okay. And they implement it little by little. That's why when yep. I hear, no, they said they're not doing that though. Not right now, but it's yeah. a step-by-step process. Yeah. But I love this. Right here, utah.gov yep. citizen portal. 
<laughs> put your name right there. Replace your name with your with replace Sally Smith with Tom Hazelton. His age. What is your role and your title? What is your family status? What is your education level? Where do you live? What are your what are your what are Tom's motivations? What are his goals? What are his frustrations? Let's talk about Tom's personality. Is he an in, how big of an introvert is he? How patient is he? How much does he think versus feel? How much does he judge versus being sympathetic? And let's sympathetic. Let's talk about technology. How often is Tom Hazelton online? How much is he on his mobile phone? What apps is he using? This is on Utah.gov's you website. Why do you see that as a problem? Why does the government? Why is that a problem? Right. Why does your government do need, need this information on you? Right. If you can't see, this is like absolutely this dangerous. I'm going to sign up tonight, you guys. I am going to sign up tonight. Yeah, I want. G- give me know, all the information that in the government. <laughs> I, I didn't realize what just that last slide or two slides ago where it said the Utah ID or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. I was online looking at. Uh, Doppel, Department of Professional and Occupational, uh, Department of Occupational Professional Licensing, right? And it holds all the licenses for the state of Utah from doctors to contractors to, you know, businesses. And I looked at that Utah ID thing. And I didn't know what it was. That's what it is. So yep. that, and I remember yep. it asked me a question. Would you like to add this to your ID? And I was Don't like, do it. And, I, and I said, no, but, but I didn't know it was all connected to this. And so they're sneaking this in at a level that's, uh, Again, it, it's it's dumbed so down. It appears right now. very innocent. Yes, and it's all becoming part of a larger. But, but go back plan. to that. Go back but, to that, but, and okay, I'll tell you what's even coming. Even if it's innocent, why would they need? But, okay, this? but you know what's going to be on their next ESG score? Yep, your social credit score. Your your social credit. Your ESG. To. How, How about your criminal? Have you How about read your criminal history? Criminal. All of that will Speeding be speeding record. What is your reading history? Are you reading <laughs> pro-American books? Right. How often is how often is he visiting? Uh, websites that are too yep. that are Christian nationalists. Yeah, I mean this. This is and don't tell me it won't happen because this is the pattern throughout history yeah. since the dawn of time. This is what has happened when communist regimes have taken over. So, so here's my question again to to our listeners. You know, maybe you think this is innocent, but did you at what point do you did you give your permission to our government to put this stuff together? Yeah. At what point did you tell your public servants, yeah, go ahead and let's put all this stuff together. Let's let's create ESG and let's put it into this online, you know, where you have all of my data. Mm-hmm. Like, when did we give them that authority? And is it wise to give them that? Do you want them having that for your kids? Nope. But again, they're already, they have digital wallets for the kids as well. Right, in the schools. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that a lot of people woke up during COVID mm-hmm. and it was you know, hey, you can't do this, you can't shop, you can't travel without your vaccination status, right? And, uh, and we've had a, uh, a few people get in trouble with that here in this state, and they're trying to do the right thing. But if you look back to Germany in the 1930s, they had health passes. Okay, if you wanted to travel throughout the, throughout the country of Germany, you know, post-World War One, pre-World War Two, and then up to World War Two. They had health passes. It was just a blue piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It had your information on there, your status, and everything else. Again, that's the best they could condition the people and train them to say, look, you're, we own you. We know who you are. And now that we've got you know a digital world, it is papers. so much more dangerous. Yeah. Where's your papers? Your papers. Yep. Go back to that one more time, Chelsea. This one? No, the, this, uh, one? this one. So, again, I just want all of our viewers to, to see this. You know, This is what they're willing to put out there so that you can see. But I can tell you what else is going to be on there. Your vaccination status. Hmm. You know, you go ahead. I'm actually going to play a short clip. It's a recording from the Citizens Portal meeting where the two guys that Spencer Cox appointed 
uh, to, to do all the data for this. They were actually ones that input data through for COVID, his COVID-19 task, task force. Uh, um, but this is a, uh, they were presenting to um, some elected officials, and the recording was sent to me. And I do want to play a couple clips that they mention. And these, again, are the people running this citizen's portal. The volume is not right. credentials, and this is something again during the pandemic. You know, there was a lot of people who got really concerned about health status, right? And they wanted you to have a physical piece of paper to go places. That doesn't scale. It's very easy for somebody to fake that. It has no validity, and you just can't produce a ton of them in a, in a, uh, a rapid uh, way. Now, the problem. What'd that sound like to you? Yeah, instead of, yeah, because all those people who wanted to have. What I just said. <clears throat> right. Exactly. exactly. They basically <laughs> said physical uh, vaccine passports were hard to fake and that this is part of the solution to that. This was another quick 13 seconds. Digital credentials. We can issue them just as fast as we can, we can enter the data, right? So we can scale them up when we need to. An important part is they're revocable. These are issued by the government, so they should be revocable by the government. I think records are issued by the government so they should be revocable by the government wow. and i am going to play just one more one more here now remember what we said about the cyber threat cybersecurity, implementing zero trust and fraud right so they're rushing to put us on this system right now but then listen to what he's telling our elected officials what's coming down the line it's kind of so, so a company that so focuses security they were breached so cybersecurity issues coming down the line, do we think that we're going to be implementing zero trust? Yeah. Right? Well, that's the problem. The information's out there. And now <laughs> it's like, okay, sorry, guys. We had a breach. Just want to let you know. Go check your credit. Make sure nothing's wrong. This has everything about you. They can literally shut you off. And it couldn't even. It wouldn't even be just your government that you should be afraid of. Hackers around yeah. the world. They're, they're as smart right. or smarter than these governments. And again, if this is the threat, this is what I'm not understanding is uh, we've got these threats coming down the line. So we, we've got to work faster than they do to create a safer system that's more resilient to cybersecurity threat. I have an idea. How about we just not put ourselves on the system yeah. that's vulnerable to all this? How about we just not get on a digital system and put everything about us on there? I mean, I guess I just can't look at that <clears throat> sheet you put up there and, and see that there won't be a bar that says how much of a threat. When you look at President Biden saying that people who, who have the uh, fly the uh, come and take it flag are domestic terrorists, mm. the people who fly the, domestic, the uh, Betsy Ross flag are domestic terrorists, that mothers who stand up at school board meetings are domestic terrorists, that people who voted for, for Trump are, are far-right extremists and are, and are also domestic terrorists. Measure, will the, will the, the software that, this, that the government's using to track you, will it also talk about what a threat you are? Right. And, and when that threat level gets too high and it's tied to ESG too, what, you know, how good of an environmental steward you are and how socially responsible you are, when all of a sudden at what point do they say, you know what, 
we need to restrict the money going into the account. We need to restrict his ability to shop. We need to turn mm -hmm. off how much he's able to drive. And then you put, then you add smart cities. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe he needs to not be going out in society for a few days until he learns, until he can be a little bit more responsible. Yep. How can we not see the danger in this? Well, and with blockchain AI coming in, it, it isn't like, oh, next week you're going to pay the consequence. It's going to be an immediate, you're talking to the wrong person and you're in line at the store. Within five seconds, you're going to be shut off. I mean, it will be instant. Jason, that's a great point. When you have to tie the smart cities directly into this. And this is why a lot of people I've even talked to about smart cities say, I really don't understand the problem. Mm. Okay. It's not today. It's the future. It's what's right. coming in 10 years, 15, 20, whatever, 20, 30. I don't know. But once you have a smart city implemented where everyone's living in those, then they have ultimate control of you guys. They, you're, you're tracked. You've got cameras. You've got facial recognition. China. You've got, you know, your, your entire wallet and everything there. You want to be, You've got a medical issue. Sorry, buddy. We're not, uh, not going to let you do that. You want to travel? We're not going to let you do that. This affordable housing that's all, you know, smart homes and stuff, um, it, it's all rental. It's going to be all rentals. I, I You're mean, not going to own your home. And in China, and be those happy. that didn't get their last PCR test, they were locked out of their homes. I mean, we are moving. Look, what is this, the, the eternal war been about? Freedom, agency versus tyranny, control. Yeah. And I can't stand, and these people drive around smart cars, I'm like, we guys wake up. Like, at what point do you not realize that the, that the government has the, will have the ability when they, when they start to do this stuff, to all of a sudden, guess what, you start speeding, we're going we're gonna to put a limiter on your car. You're only going to drive this fast. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, we are giving up our freedom. Yep. And we are, and the, and the stage is being set with smart homes, smart meters, smart cities, Surveillance state, smart cars, mass transit, yeah, they're and, and of giving cars. all of this authority and power to our government, these the, who is clearly moving under, doing exactly what these all these globalist leaders are asking, and 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 of course in Utah, why should we be concerned? Because of any state that should be should, should be concerned, it should be Utah, because we are the test state yeah. for the UN, for the World Economic Forum in China. Yep. If there's one state that should push back, it should be us because we are the guinea pig. We're the t we're the rablat. Yeah. Uh, the smart meters, by the way, Rocky Mountain Power iTron deployment, they've partnered with, I think it's Wazion, but it's a China, Chinese company. So they actually, China has access to our smart meter software now in Utah. And we talked about this in another episode, Jason, but Stadler Rail, who came in to electrify our entire transport system, planes, rail, truckers, everything. It is former and current Swiss parliament members. Uh, Swiss oh, isn't that, that the one that came on from Andreg? Andreg. So we have the, the Swiss parliament that is basically regulating and controlling our transit, uh, transport electrification system. That's, that's really you, scary. Did you guys see, I think it was either today or yesterday, what uh, governor of Arkansas did? Uh, yes. What, what's her that name? That was awesome. Yes. Uh, she, she, she says, hey, look, you guys, China has 160 acres in northern Arkansas, and it was geared towards their military. And she said, you are no longer allowed to own this land. You either need to sell it. And I don't know how they're going to go about taking it. She's such a baller. And she's awesome. And compare her to Cox. So Governor yeah. Cox, take note. Okay. He just wants to disagree better, He's guys. such a beta. I'm yeah, sorry. Seriously. He's so disappointing. But, but the yeah. question is here, what in Utah do we have, like you were just mentioning, of these, these controls that we have in place from other outside entities yeah. that are, you know, don't have our best interest? What do they own here in Utah? Again, we have a UN station in Utah and uh, how much of China owns certain ground? It has, mm -hmm. you know, military implications. And, and why is nobody bringing attention to this? I think we need to talk to our legislature guys and figure out what's going on and, and start kicking these guys out of the state of Utah. A amen.
Agreed. Amen. Um, here you can see all your payments, your stored payment profiles, your subscriber accounts, your shopping cart, what you bought. Why does your government need this? I don't want them knowing any Why of it. Why do they need this? There's your digital wallet. Let's see city services. So they will shut you off to water and, and uh, energy. There's the biometrics. I mean, it's all of it. Um, Andrew Egg. I mean, sponsor. look, he just he just resigned. He got he resigned because he's done so much damage, so many conflict of interest. That guy was straight corrupted to the core, and we need more of these guys to get yeah resigned. And Andrew Egg brought Stadler in. He was horrible. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Maintain an inventory of digital applications and services used by state agencies. Oh, oh okay. So just so you're aware, this Utah Citizens Portal, you guys, you uh, paid $29 million for this to be installed. Just wanted to let you know, and they're probably going to get more money. Hey, Jason, you know, it's yes, it's Anderig, but who's behind him? Remember, he's got some deep connections. It's again, oh, you've got China. these, you've got these think tanks that, that write these bills, Envision that Utah. put this stuff together, and they go, "Hey, buddy, you know what? Let me uh, come over to my house. Let me wine and dine you in China. They're just pawns, and yeah. take care of you. They're just pawns, and that's it. So we need guys in our in our legislature that are going to say no. And this is the thing. And this is the sidetrack. I'm sorry, but but you bring up exactly the right point. Andreg resigns. A seat opens up. And I'm going to tell you, I was so disappointed. So many people. We had like 14 people run to fill his seat. And I listened to almost every single No, I listened to every single one of them. And, and the thing, I, and I hope our listeners will look for it. When, when the Senate, when Utah has become as corrupted as it is, and it is corrupted, when you look for someone who's running for office, here's the number one thing you're looking for. Right now, we need someone who will stand up and, and help clean the system. The problem is most people who run for office, and I will tell you almost every one of those people who ran for his seat are the type of people that they just wanted to be a politician. Yeah. <clears throat> they, wanted to, <clears throat> they wanted to join the club. Seat at the table. <clears throat> they wanted a seat at the table. <clears throat> they wanted the recognition. <clears throat> they wanted the status. They wanted to work with all these people. When, when, the, when, the, when Rome is on the verge of collapsing, you don't need politicians who are going to get in and, and get along and, and play the game. You need people who will stand up and clean up the game. And I can't seem to find representatives who are willing to stand up and say, you know what, the system is broken and we need, and I'm going to go stand up and be a lone you know, individual standing against them all despite the trouble. And that's the problem. And, and, and it's just so frustrating because Utah is, is Rome on the verge of falling. And, and all these people, and this is what you got to watch. It, it, when, when 2024 comes around, we need people who will stand up to yeah. the system, not say, well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get along with everybody. We're, we're going to get, help get more bills passed. No, we need people who will stand up and say enough's enough. We need to push back. Yeah. You know, and, and if you have people that do this, those are the people that are going to be remembered on the good side of history. You know, you've got those that, hey, they've done some, some, some pretty bad things. Those guys are remembered as well. There's people that do things like that. Listen, I'd rather be the type of person that says, look, I stood up against this mm-hmm. and I was one to help fight for this. And we've brought about change for a good reason from the corrupt powers that be. These guys go in there, they're lapdogs, they want to collect a check from outside sources, which is uh, completely illegal. And that's all they're there for, guys, just the power and the, uh, uh, you know, all the niceties that it comes with. And just to say, hey, you know, I did my job. And now, Mr. Andrig, I'm just going to resign. We're good. Yeah. 
I, I, I apologize to the detour. No, it's just it's just so frustrating when we talk about Andereg and, and you see all these candidates running. And, trust and, me, I know. And then it's like, who are we putting in? Another person who's just going to get there and, and play the freaking game. I know. While, while what we're doing is literally building the system that's going to enslave us. And all these people, they're not responsible. No, not on their own, but they're part of the system that's enslaving the state. You know, I'm, on, so, I'm sorry. I, I just, I have to say something. I, Trent Staggs blew it out of the water the other day. Trent Staggs. He was amazing. I loved all of his responses. Brad Wilson avoided answers and what he did this say. This was the Utah County Republican women. Yes. Meeting. What I'm going to say right now is Brad Wilson is, is in bed with all of this. He is tied to all of this. Oh, he's, he's on one the of the board stakeholders and all of this. Yes. Um, and he, he blatantly lied. He is a manipulative liar, yeah, and and you need to know that. It, I'm sorry, and but this I, is why we love Trent Staggs. Hey, I, I, we just want someone who will stand up to the machine, not try to be a part of it. Yeah. Trent called me this morning, and he said, "Tom, I just want to tell you. You know, he told me a couple stories, but the one that stuck out to me was, he said I had a lady that uh, that was supporting Brad Wilson come from up north, and she had a sticker and a T-shirt and everything else, and uh, at the end of the meeting." She took the sticker off, asked me for a T-shirt, and she put on a Trent Staggs T-shirt, and she was an avid supporter of Brad Wilson. You guys, this is the type of politician that we are continuing to elect because we're just looking at what's nice, what's in front of our face, who's playing the game. Guys, we need to change this right now. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you, Staggs is one of those guys that's going to – he's going to – he's going to – disrupt yeah. this uh this elite and we core. need and we need more of them yeah. we need more yep. stags to run yeah. so stags 2024 okay. and, and, guys. and get this information out because here's the cool thing we're just showing you our utah's website yeah. here's the un here's the world economic forum here's what they're trying to do and guess what here's utah boom 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 lockstep yep. so i mean this that's the cool thing chelsea i love what you're doing you're not just throwing out crazy allegations conspiracy it's like no here is exactly what the world economic forum wants to do and here's utah's website dot 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 and it's like do you think we're going to have a redaction in 12 hours after this one? Oh, it gets it, it better. It would be awesome. All right, keep going. Because <laughs> so. go. we got some more dirt here. It's about to get better. I mean, we're not just like copying what the UN is doing. Mm. We are part of the UN blockchain. Right. Thank you to Amelia Powers in Utah Again, County. Again, Utah County Commissioner. Spencer Cox. Yeah. Okay, well, show okay. us what you got. So this was, I don't remember if this was Colmore or Cutler, but one of them basically said, hey, thanks. Uh, I'd like to give acknowledgments to those who basically helped us pass HB 470, the digital ID and blockchain bill. Uh, Jeff Moss, obviously, Amelia Powers, the Blockchain Coalition and Governor's Blockchain Task Force. So let's take a look at what these are here. That's Amelia Powers in the back, right, with Deidre Henderson, where they're signing this digital ID pilot into law. Traders. So let's look at the Utah Blockchain and Digital Innovation she Task Force. She looks innocent. Okay. Um, again, Colm, or yeah, Colmore. He's been involved with some of this dirty stuff. Again, if he's, if he's your state he's rep. He's my district. He is yours. You should mm -hmm. be lighting him up. He's what is he, Draper? Yeah. If you're in Draper, Senator, Senator Colmore, Kurt Colmore is, is behind this stuff. You should be lighting him up. Same with Jordan Tishner. Yeah. Light these people up. Yeah. They're your reps. They, they work for you. Yeah. What authority did you give them to push this blockchain digital ID stuff forward? Yeah. And I, very quickly, I <clears throat> look, I love Trevor Lee. Love him to death. But he promised the people he would not vote for a digital ID, and he did it anyway. And that the excuse that he gave to several different people was that they were holding another one of his blockchain bills hostage. And this is a game that they play at the Capitol where it's you vote for my bill and I'll vote for yours. If you don't for, vote okay. for mine, I won't uh, And for Trevor, yours. I know you, Trevor's pretty good about watching this stuff. Yeah. And Trevor, I'm a, I'm a good, I, I, I really appreciate you. And some of these, these same with these reps who've been deep in bed with China, um, 
who now realize it's wrong, there's something you can do. But if, if, if you did this, one, start calling it out. You have, you know, Trevor Lee, you have the, a, a floor. You have, you have Twitter. You have social media. Start exposing these people to people. Tell people about these bills. Tell people to write their reps. Yeah. And admit you were wrong, that you Please did wrong. Please make it right. Admit you did wrong and start fighting it. Yeah. You know, and fight these people. Stop trying to be a part of the damn club that's destroying the country and, and our not, state. I'm not trying to, you know. No, I love Trevor. But he's, it, he's it trying needs to, to be and called and Trevor's out. Trevor's trying to figure himself out. Look, yeah. you don't get in there and all of a sudden you're just like, you know what you're doing. It's And I, he probably got manipulated. But Trevor, yeah. stand up. Yeah. Well, you've had politicians come in here and go, wait a minute, I didn't know that. That's exactly right. And there's a good chance Trevor didn't know what he was doing. He got manipulated into yeah. it. But so stand up. We got to have people, though, that if, if you're in the legislature, guys, you need to study up. And listen to, to, you know, Utah Freedom Coalition. You've got people that are studying these bills. Talk to them. before. If, if there's a bill you have a question, reach out to and Utah Freedom Coalition. And I collaborate with them. So, um, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I think thankfully, like Mike Schultz and a lot of these guys have kind of woken up and realized they've been manipulated and they're starting to realize uh, the public weren't as crazy as we thought and it's we've just wanted you to listen to us and they're starting to realize we were, we were right about a lot of things. But, I mean, we, we have the evidence right here right so um but you know it's it's our job to hold you guys accountable so um i need to call it out okay so this was the agenda for this is on recorded minutes up at the capitol blockchain and digital innovation task force and i just i wanted to point out really quickly so we've got a bunch of other states involved but then we have look at all these countries that were involved in this meeting um india singapore australia why? mexico yeah, canada why? What what's going on here, right? They're on, these guys are on our payroll. What are they doing collaborating with other countries on this stuff? Yeah, exactly. They work for me. They work for Utah, not Brazil. So here's from our governor's website. This is the task force, right? Now remember some of the names from earlier. So there we've got Moss. Remember Randy Corals? Do you yes, remember who he was? Yes, yeah. Um, this is the guy that was National. married to Hope Eccles, who helped chair the Federal, Federal Reserve, part of the Fed coin that we talked about earlier. Okay, he For sits those of you that don't know the Eccles family, they're very prominent in the state of Utah. They Rice were, Eccles Stadium. Yeah, Rice Eccles Stadium. And uh, Spence Eccles and his family goes way back. It was First Security Bank, which sold out to Wells Fargo. Mm -hmm. Okay, and which is actually, and if you go back uh, deep enough through those, through the family and through Quarles, um, it's actually the ones that helped start the Fed. Yep. Okay, 1913. Federal so Reserve. pay attention, it's, it's people. Just, yeah, it's just crazy eh? how tied Utah is to everything. Yeah. So like this, this state is, it is ground zero. Like you guys who live here, like honestly, it's freaking awesome to live here. Like you yeah. don't live in a state that's like nothing happened and you're like, it, like in the heart of freedom, like the battle for light and dark, yeah. you are at ground zero. Yeah, come like, join let's us on freaking the go. <laughs> Yeah, let's freaking go. Um, there's Amelia Powers. <laughs> She's horrible. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, look. Tusha and Colomore, who created the bill, sit on the task force. <laughs> Imagine that. Okay, now, David Lemke and Ian Mayer. Remember these two names, okay? Next one is the Utah Blockchain Coalition. Oh, um, yeah. This, oh, I don't know what happened to this slide, but can you see Ian Mayer there? Yep. Yeah. He works for, he was hired by Nicholas Carey directly. Remember Nicholas from earlier? The He's the co-founder yeah. of the Nicholas United Carey, Nations yeah. blockchain. So the guy that was hired that works directly for Nicholas, the United Na co-founder for the United Nations blockchain, sits on this with, wow. let's see here. Uh, sorry, they all came up behind Tobin oh, Gardner. Tobin, which is her, her yeah. husband. Yeah, who's this Tobin? This is Amelia Powers', Powers. husband. Oh, yes. Hey, you know, the people. These guys are freaking. Look, are you making this do, up? Do you know why I'm so upset? 
These are the people who are selling out our freedom for profit. Yep. Yep. And whether they're un, whether it's unintel unin excuse me whether it's unintentional or not, they are selling. These are the people selling out our country. Yep. Um. This is Deidre Henderson's oh my husband. Gosh, are you kidding me? That's on this. Um, and they have a whole thing on online voting using blockchain technology for online voting. Um, Stan Lockhart. And who, who is the lobbyist who's been pushing ranked choice voting harder yes. than anything in, U in Utah. Yes. He is, he is another one of these public mm -hmm. enemy guys. He sits on the science advisory board for UVU. Now, remember, UVU, they've hosted all the UN and China summits um, with John Huntsman Jr., World Trade Center, the Inland Port. Val Peterson, who did the uh, water meters, smart water meters. Um, Astrid Tumez, and Astrid who's, who Tumez. is a who is a, what is it, a permanent member of the Council of Foreign Relations. Yep. She is the president of She's UVU. She's also like, a member of the World Economic Forum. She's the president of UVU. And she bragged about, she was giving a presentation and bragged about, pulled up a picture from when she was younger that she took with Gorbachev. I you, mean. You need to look at her bio. It's actually pretty astounding. No, the, the you, crazy. You, like, honestly, Utah, it's, it's like you cannot make this stuff. And then you add all the. This, this satanic stuff going on here too. Uh -huh. It's like Utah Mike is like holy cow. Yeah. Well, you know, and again, let me bring this up. The interesting part about Utah, guys, that a lot of states don't have for for listeners that are maybe outside mm -hmm. of Utah or aren't as familiar with Utah is what what uh, we would be living in in this state. This is like uh, you know, this is the Vatican. Yeah. For, for Utah, we have yeah. a, a major world religion here. You know, the LDS Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is here, located in Salt Lake City. I think most people know that, but 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 the significance behind that is is that a lot of people turn a blind eye, okay, thinking that Utah has this uh, this this religious base and this this moral, you know, aptitude that that, that things are okay. And, and there's a saying in in the in the church or in the LDS Church that says all is well in Zion, everything's okay. You know, as long as Salt Lake is functioning up here, that uh, the things are fine. But what's happening, you guys, is these are wolves in sheep's clothing. Okay, they're hiding behind the yeah, species of religion, of morality, of you know the things that that Utah would say that you know in, in Utah that uh, you know like Mitt Romney was a stake president, okay, a bishop, those types of things, and they hide behind some of these these titles within the Mormon Church, and uh, and and that's not to say all these guys are. But that is the, the general consensus, even among uh, a lot of people that aren't LDS in this state. And that's, that's the problem. There's so much of this that goes on, and they hide behind this. And so the a wolf, lot of Utah. The wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, they go to sleep. And, and guys, that's why we, we need to wake up. I, I can't remember the uh, scripture, but I, I did post it up on my Facebook when I shared those videos. But there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about in the last days, the murder, murderous secret combinations um, and woe unto them that are taking place in the church that goes by my name, the Lord yeah. says. Yeah, well, and, and in the Doctrine and Covenants, when he talks about all the, all the um, tempests and, and, this, and the last days, all the you know, earthquakes and everything that happened, where does he say it begin? It'll, it will begin in my house. Yeah. Because his house has been taken over through these secret combinations. Yeah. I mean, this is, out of, this is just... I know it's for our listeners. It's probably almost hard to believe all this stuff when you and if you really know these names, it's it is really mind-boggling mm. that all this is happening in our backyard. Like, this is literally ground zero for everything yeah. coming. The fourth industrial revolution, really, like the Battle of Gog. I mean, all the stuff that's coming that's been prophesied since the beginning of time. The evil starts and is being birthed in your backyard. And I will tell you, we will be held accountable for yeah. not cleansing it out and stopping it. Yeah. 
Look at look at Utah County, just uh, south of Point of the Mountain, you know, again, or Draper, Lehigh, those areas where all the tech is. And, and you guys in the last 15 years, but ten, 10 to be sure, I mean, this place looked like Dubai. And it grew so fast. Lehigh was the fastest growing city in, in one of the fastest growing in the country, at least per capita. And, uh, and so you have a lot of this where the world has come into Utah saying, we are putting money there, we're putting technology there. And a lot of it's for good reasons, and I'm okay with it. But there's so much that's now hiding within everything that's happening. Beneath the surface. Yep, beneath the surface. And so that's what, and that's why I think Utah is such a hotbed for this because there is, there are so many things that run Utah. There are actually six parts that run Utah. And and it has one of the best economies in Utah, religion being the sixth, and a lot of other, you know, states have five. Utah is an unusual place. They're a peculiar people. They're very smart, uh, you know, driven and for the most part, I'd say most people here are good and honest people. And you have, and you have a very well-organized, hidden center of power. Yes, sir. And it's, and it's been clearly shown out in some of our videos and from Envision Utah to the, some of this underground, very dark stuff. They, they, there is an underground power that runs things completely yeah. and that's top why, down. That's why this is a problem because people, don't, they don't see it. And uh, I'd say most of the people in Utah are actually asleep. And I would say, those of you that watched the um, Shadows of Power episodes, if you haven't seen Envision Utah Part 1, go back and watch it. Because that. It, it, yes. it will tie a lot of <laughs> what's going on with, with politicians and what's going on here into I'm telling you, 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 look, you guys who live here, be thankful. Uh, we, we, like I said, we spent, my wife and I spent some time with uh, Epoch Times, and uh, they were blown away yeah. about what's happening here. So you live in an amazing place, and, and the world spotlight's coming. And <laughs> guess what? We win. God wins. These people are getting clean, cleansed out. And I'm just thankful to God that we're, not protect, that we're on the other side of these people. God all said right, all else, truth else would be got? revealed, so it's time it's to pick coming. the right side, Jeez, guys. It is coming. All right, what else do you got? Okay, so um, he's the husband of Becky Lockhart, who's since de- deceased, but Joe was Becky's advisor, and Deidre Henderson hired Joe as her chief of staff. Um, okay, so Dev- David Lemke, and remember he was um, he was on that last uh, uh, innovation task force as well. If I have time, I'll get into him. But really quickly, I want to show you the Global Government Blockchain Alliance, okay? So this is basically the, the United Nations... Um, Joint Staff Pension Fund, the United Nations uh, Government Blockchain Alliance, AI and Emerging Technologies, uh, Data Governance and Trust, Digital Divides and Inclusion, Global Digital Governance and Cooperation, Sustainability and Environment, all of it. Um, They are part of the United Nations. And there is Amelia Powers and her husband, the Government Blockchain Association. Um. She is, here's the identity management working group for that, and Amelia sits on this board for the wow. United Nations. Wow. Government Blockchain Alliance. Again, Utah's tied heavily to the United Nations. There's only two places in the United mm-hmm. States, to my knowledge, oh, that, you're right. that it exists. Yeah. New York and Utah. Right. It is not United <laughs> States soil. Not Look even California. Where both the ports are as well, Rockefeller ports, just saying. Um revolutionizing identity management with blockchain technology. So we have Amelia, little Utah County Amelia, 
sitting on the United Nations Government Blockchain Association Force. And then she's also sitting on the blockchain task force that Cox put together with Ian Mayer, who works for Nicholas Carey, who co-founded the United Nations for the UN. We are literally implementing United Nations uh, blockchain in Utah right now. So all of the tracking and everything I told you that was coming, the zero trust that the UN wants, that is coming if we don't fight this. Um, okay, so this is all the things look on the blockchain from, from Amelia's UN group. Blockchain, energy infrastructure, identity management, voting and elections, health data, revenue from taxes, financial regulation, community health, social services, resource management, land, water, energy, transport, land titling, licensing and permitting. I mean, law enforcement, it's everything. Uh, everything Everything. Tracked that will be tracked by the UN. Um, by 2030, provide legal identity for all. I'm gonna tell you right now what that means. All these illegal terrorist immigrants that are coming over uh, here. Yeah. Legal identity for all. That is yeah. what that means. That their, their um, sustainable development goals, the way they word them, are it's always the opposite, always. Um, this is something they put up from the United Nations uh, General Assembly, but here you can see the bi biometric data, um, decentralized identity, your whole identity is decentralized now. IBM blockchain. Um, the blockchain's based identities can be linked to other digital identities across different platforms. Track the history. They can track the history of your digital identity. So let's see who owns it and how it has been used. Blockchains can be used to control access to resources based on user rules and permissions. This could be implemented by using, there's the smart contracts, where the access to a resource is granted or denied based on specific attributes and credentials of the user. Remember the personality yep. and all that in the Utah yep. Citizens this Portal? A, this guy's a potential terrorist, domestic okay. terrorist. One of uh. these mothers standing at the school board meetings. Yeah. Here's the web three, obviously, smart cities. There you go, guys. And digital assets for state and local governance, trust identity management. Um, here's where she is talking about the pilot project for mobile voting. And I think this was back when they were talking about the digital ID that wasn't passed yet as well. But this is InnoGov. Dynamic duo, her and Josh Daniels. <laughs> Oh, Digital voting on the blockchain, up. online voting on the blockchain from your mobile phone. And she is the co-founder and chairs the board for it as well. So she's using her own company. To By the way, this. she is also an elected leader who's been using taxpayer dollars to fly around and do all this stuff, set all this up. Yeah. Together, we're building a new identity ecosystem. You've been for paying those, for her to build these businesses, folks. For those that Utah don't know, County. who's Josh Daniels? Oh, Josh Daniels. Well, well now he's he, he got fired. Clerk? Well, he was. He got fired. And uh, there's Did a he? Whole, I hadn't heard that. Well, maybe maybe removed because of the whole scandal, scandal there in, in Utah County. That's Correct. hush, hush. There's so much dirt in Utah Lots County. It's crazy. Truth is strange. Oh, no, that, that needs its own show. Yeah. That needs its own show. Utah County, what goes down yeah. there is insane. A lot of that down there. It's Happy Valley. <laughs> Come on. It's... Uh, they could make a movie out of Utah County. Blockchain and liberty for all, you guys. Uh, is that was that written somewhere? In, Blockchain in, in, and liberty for oh, all. It was justice. That's right. Okay. And, oh, yeah, right? It's it reminds to be me, justice. honestly, it reminds me like, you know, when we got into the church, Satan stuff, how they use Lord, 
you know, words, certain words, they invert them to the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, so for Lord, when they say Lord, they're talking about, oh, they're talking about a very different When she's talking about liberty, thoughts, I know what yeah. she's talking about. She's yeah. talking about. I actually don't find that. I actually don't find that uh, humorous. No. <laughs> That's actually a, uh, a slight to. Yeah, I have. I slavery have, for all. I have yes. to laugh or I'll go crazy, you guys, with all this stuff. Here, okay. right here, read that. This was from um, before the digital ID and citizen portal was put into place. And she was in D.C. and going across the country talking about this. your tax dollars. And this is what she said. Yeah, the state of Utah is leading the nation in digital government technology. And the upcoming citizen portal will have impacts across the entire state. Which, by the way, Spencer Cox did get award from the government technology group. Um, HB 470 is a first-of-its-kind pilot to bring verifiable digital credentials and records into state business processes. There you go. Yeah. Utah leading the way. Okay, so she's also putting marriage licenses on for a little Inagov company. And I just very quickly, this is some of the stuff going on in Utah County with, with her as well. Israel must recognize marriages performed online through Utah County Portal now. So they used to have to go through their chief rabbi, whoever he is. They, they, they always have to go through this guy. Well, they've passed, come out and passed a law now that they don't have to go through him as long as they specifically go through Utah County for digital marriage licenses on the blockchain. I wonder why. In Israel... Um, look at all these countries that she's performed virtual weddings through, through Utah County and Provo, 3,500 international couples, including brides and grooms from China, Finland, Denmark, France, Guam, She goes on and talks about all the uh, gay marriages she's performed Gay too. marriages, yeah. Various same-sex couples. Uh-huh. She brags about it. They use the Utah County portal mm. to tie the knot. Reported couples like China where same-sex marriage is not legal have married through the portal, even in cases yeah, where they're not recognized. Here you are. Guess what? Your, your, your state stands against your country but doesn't believe in same-sex marriage. Guess what? Come get married and Utah will marry you remotely. Yeah. Yep. And then they're going along, you know, they're going to other states. Uh, I'm sure God's very happy about that one. Pushing ranked choice voting and voting online. Oh, yeah, right. Um, here we go. Utah County Commission okays pay increase for elected officials. So by the way, by the way, by Tom, the way, by the way, yeah. So so these self appointed, well, they're not self appointed, but these uh, uh-uh. county commissioners all voted themselves a, a raise. Except, thank you, Tom Sakovich, for voting against it. Yes, thank the you, one, Tom. The one one lone guy standing yeah. for freedom in that commission. They paid for a pay raise for themselves, and then because they're doing all this stuff and running to other states and countries where I don't know. Utah state officials, let alone little county, uh, city and county clerks and officials are doing in other countries, but they're going all over the place. So they can't, uh, they don't have enough time to to do the job that they were actually elected to do. So now they're also um, hiring an administrator for a new body that's basically going to be doing, not elected. But our clerk, Aaron Davidson in Utah County, who who needed help, (laughs) who needed help to, to do his, you know, audit the elections and make sure things are secure. They refuse giving him any more money or mm-hmm. giving, allowing him to hire, hire someone to help him, but yet they have someone they can hire and they can give themselves raises. Yep. It's, it is unbelievable. Yep. What do you got here? Oh, oh this Deidre is the Hendrickson and the UN. Head of the UN when they were here um, on the water stuff. Oh. Um, basically from the UN Water Conference, they said that there could be a big payoff from them being here in Utah. And this is where Attorney General Sean Reyes basically went up to this guy and said, um, you know, we have all the resources that you need here. We have that recorded. I don't know why we don't just play it. Is this, is this taken here? We didn't here? play it. I'm happy to come We're going to play it one of these days. Is Sean this taken Reyes. in our capital? Was that meeting yes. in our capital? Uh-huh. Yes. Why is that flag in our capital? Thank you. I'm just curious. And, and, and why is it in the center? 
Thank you. I mean, what's wrong? People, with people? should be asking that. There, there's there's significance to that, you guys. It's not on accident. Cox has gone to France, the United Kingdom during trade missions. We know that they've been going to China, making backdoor business deals. Um, I'm not sure why her Stuart Adams with Zelensky, our There's Senate. There's our guy. Uh, Governor Cox reaffirms his support for Zelensky, and he's on, you know, uh, uh, video chats with him. I mean, what are, this is really scary, guys. Yeah, you know, I know, you know, some of you are, well, you get so upset. Look. You're watching your children's futures literally disappear right now. I mean, it is terrifying what is happening in this country. And it's happening right now with our politicians. And what are we supposed to do? Like, well, you know, there are politicians. Let's, let's, we shouldn't get upset. You know, we should just like, let's, let's just, we should be getting along with them. I mean, I'm surprised more people aren't ticked off. I'm surprised more people aren't enraged. We're, we're, our country is about to fall. And, and these people are the ones laying the foundation for the fall of America. It's in our backyard. It's like, if anyone's res- more, who's responsible for these people? They're your employees. These people work for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, what kind of business owner wouldn't be pissed if your employees, you find out not only are destroying your, your company, but the entire industry. And it's yeah. on you as the business owner for not reining them in. Well, they're, they're enslaving us. And this, this right here irritates me, this uh, Ukrainian thing. I don't care. Uh, what anybody says, the money that's going over there isn't to help the people, you guys. That's going into other businesses and crooked politicians' pockets. It's coming back into the United States. And you know somebody ended up with Hamas. It absolutely mm-hmm. has. Well, and they've, they've even stated it that a lot, of the, a lot of the weapons that have gone from Ukraine are now going over to Hamas. So now Ukraine, which has been funded by the United States taxpayer to fight that war over there is now funding Hamas, which is now fighting Israel. And now, now the United States is fighting with Israel. Guys, we're funding both sides. Yep. Yep. Have you heard that before? <laughs> and we've got our governor right here in our backyard. And I'm sick and tired of this guy that comes in in his brown sweater <laughs> and he asks for billions of dollars, okay? Go ask some oligarchs over there. Get your own country straight, okay? Because we can't be doing this anymore when we have a crisis at our border, all these other things. Guys, we are, we are enslaved to $33 trillion in debt, and we continue to push this narrative. Stop it. Yep, exactly. This is basically it. I'm, I'd, I won't get into DAOs because this is a – we could do another episode on this. But basically, these decentralized autonomous um, – organizations, David Lemke is part of this. Um, they ran a bill where it's basically just bringing public-private partnerships right back onto the blockchain and allowing them to uh, be anonymous. They don't have to register who owns these companies and they don't even have to be U.S. citizens. Um, they brought this in. But something that I did really want to... Breaking Amelia again. Yeah. Uh, the regulatory sandbox. Um, there's the Office of Regulatory Relief under this. And basically, there's Ann Milner. Um it says right here, it allows a person to temporarily demonstrate an offering under a waiver or suspension of one or more state laws or regulations. And they specifically uh, put blockchain technology on here. So under this regulatory the sandbox, they basically can uh, uh, apply for a waiver to state laws and regulations under blockchain technology. So. All right. All right. Um, <clears throat> uh, we had to we had to wrap this. We're 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 long, but I'm I'm just gonna say this. Everything you guys saw here, nobody. They're, they're, this is not a presentation someone handed to Chelsea. Okay, do, do you know how many? I countless, countless hours. How much sifting, researching, digging, 
she and Utah Freedom Coalition have done to give you this information. This stuff, without someone digging in, this stuff is all hidden. Yeah. And what does it say about bringing things of darkness to light? That we should wear out our lives and bringing the things of darkness to light. I want, I want to thank you for wearing out your life and bringing the things of darkness to light. God is bringing these things of darkness, whether it's this, whether it's the CS stuff, whether we've talked about in the, in the, the you know, shadows of power. Look, this is no longer a battle of light and dark. This is, or excuse me, a battle right versus left. This is not about, you know, Republican versus Democrat. This is truly, we are watching what has been prophesied since the beginning of the foundation of this time be unfolded. And the reason it's being exposed right now to you through people like this, it's, God is, is showing people that, look at, look at Sam Smith, look at Beyonce. You know, they are, there is clearly, these guys are Satanists. It is, it is no longer in hiding. The UN, the World Economic Forum, they're putting statues of Satan everywhere. Like what has been exposed with the Satanism you know, here in Utah, who is actually running the state behind the scenes? What is being shown right now that the number, Mark of the Beast, it is being, created in your backyard. Why? Because God is giving us a chance to play a role in his army. God's going to defeat this. He is giving us a chance to play a role in his army. He is showing you the enemy. He is showing you their game plan. And I will tell you something that's, that's powerful. Never in the time of history, when the masses, not even the critical masses, but when a small... A, 3% of the population has awoken to their awful situation. Have they not been able to shut down the tyrants? There is nothing more powerful than this information getting exposed. This information being shared with your neighbor. This information hitting just enough people to where we, when, when these people who are selling out your state, selling out our freedom, selling out your country, enslaving our children, when they run for re-election, we can stop it. You can stop it. She's a citizen. We're just regular people. I mean, straight amateurs. But we're standing up and fighting. You have a role to play in this, and we need you to stand. We need you to push harder. We need you to share this. We need you to talk with people. We need this information getting out. She has spent thousands of hours literally doing all this research. Do your part. Talk to your neighbor. Be uncomfortable. Have the uncomfortable conversations. Because when enough people wake up, guess what? We win. And we already know we win. You have a choice, sit on the sidelines, but you were not sent to sit on the sidelines. We were sent to shape history. We were sent to play on God's team and we need you in the fight. We need you in the fight. Anything you wanna add and then let's close this thing down. Absolutely. I just wanna say there's a lot of people out there that are afraid to share things, afraid to say what's, what's on their mind, afraid to share truth. Don't be afraid, you guys. We need, we need people to be bold. Even if it's just a, hey, check this out. Look at what these guys have had to say today and just, just kind of look into this here. That's fine. You know, go out and tell people about it. But, but that's the problem is that no one says anything and no one wants to do, no one wants to disrupt the status quo because of the social norms. You look weird or they think that you're wrong or whatever. You know, when, when history plays out, where do you stand on this? Were you the person to go along with everything or were you Dietrich Bonhoeffer who stood against Hitler and his regime? Okay. We need to be those guys that actually stand up, that we have power, we have conviction, because listen, all I know is this, with God on our side, we can't lose. We won't lose. And if, if we have that conviction and that power within our heart, 
we are going to understand how powerful we actually are, how powerful that 3% can be. And like Jason said, that's true. Throughout the history of time, when you have a small minority rise up that are fired up and that have God behind them, you guys, there, there's no losing. And so there is so much to come. There are some uh, uh, uneasy times. There are some things that we don't know about. But at the same time, look, we need to get involved and we need to study this stuff out and we need to actually implement it so that we can uh, be prepared. And uh, at the same time, guys, this is exciting. We were saved for a certain time on this earth to be here. You guys are here for a reason. If you're listening to this, you're, you're definitely here for a reason. And I think that you have the ability. I know you have the ability to make change. So let's go out and do that. Um, I just, I, I want to say thank you. Um, Jason, I, I want, I need everybody to know this because sorry. Jason was the one person, the one person who was willing to risk everything, his reputation, to tell the truth. There were a lot of other influencers here that didn't want to say a lot of this because it sounded very conspiratorial, but you decided to tell the truth. Um, I will always love you and respect you for that. Um, I, you know, God has told us to tell the truth. And when in Ephesians, it tells us when, when all else fails to stand, thank you for standing. Um, I couldn't be prouder to be on this battlefield with, with you guys, with Alexia, with Defending Utah, you know, Utah Freedom Coalition. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful to be out on this battlefield with you guys. And I, I really look forward to the rest of you joining us on that battlefield and standing with us. Thank you. Nothing I'll say. God bless it. God bless you guys. God bless America. What a time to be alive. <laughs>